imagine if we could do like scanning your foot today and then do it like every six months into the future or something like that. Mm, yeah. We document what's happening with the changes on CMT, that, you know, that kind of stuff. And the cool thing too, Chris, is that then what you're doing is you're able to translate that 3D scan into a 3D printed mold. Basically, what's happening is you're creating a custom foot orthotic. Welcome to the CMTA's official podcast, CMT for Me, the podcast where we delve into the remarkable stories of individuals who live every day with courage and determination despite a diagnosis of Charcot-Marie Tooth Disease. In each episode, we'll introduce you to real-life individuals exploring their journeys of facing tough obstacles head-on and emerging victorious. These aren't just stories. They're inspiring sagas of resilience, innovation, and unwavering spirit. Ooh, wow. Join me, Chris Willett. And me, Lizzo. As we unravel the narratives of these incredible people who refuse to be defined by physical limitations, from navigating a world not always designed for them to showcasing the power of adaptation and community support, these stories are as dynamic as they are uplifting. So get ready for action-packed adventures filled with twists and turns and triumphant moments. It's not about beating challenges. It's about rewriting the rules and proving that the human spirit is an unstoppable force. Our podcast isn't just about these remarkable individuals. It's a celebration of inclusivity, accessibility, and the shared responsibility create a world where everyone can thrive. These stories aren't just changing lives. They're changing perceptions. And with 32 episodes Woo. and counting, Chris and I, we are... Uh, so buckle up for another CMT for me podcast where our guests show how they turn every challenge into an opportunity for a triumph. Woo! Now I feel pumped up. Well, Lizzo, I got to say that was a whole new intro. I hope our listeners like it. We stumbled a little bit. I noticed you had trouble with the word individual. So you I know that's a tough one for with you. The word inclusivity. No, I said that perfectly. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of big words in the intro, folks. We might change that up. Not the best. We're going to have to change that up. Okay, listen. But anyways, here we are. We got here some we are. incredible guests. I have a joke. I have a joke. Oh, to start geez. us here off. We go. Oh, my God. So, gosh. before we introduce our next guest, I have a foot related joke. Really? Ready? Okay. Okay. Let it rip. Why did the foot break up with the sock? Why? Because he said, You are smothering me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at Brandon over there. Oh my good. <laughs> Why did the foot go to therapy, Lizzo? No idea. He felt defeated. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, folks, let's get listen. serious. I don't think we should. If you're listening to this podcast, hang in there. Don't turn it off. I know that was pretty lame, but we got some exciting things. Chris, so, there's Lizzo. so many people in the medical field who know a lot about CMT. I know. And today we are talking to a foot specialist. He's not only a podiatrist, but he knows everything about CMT feet, CMT hands, AFO, surgery orthotics, and so much more. Wow. And I'm telling you, I'm excited to introduce our guests here. And that's right, Lizzo, we're talking about Dr. Greg Stillwell. And didn't he create this thing called the Stand Strong Arch Support, which I'm yep. sure we'll hear more about. 
and worked as a podiatrist for over 30 years. Imagine that. And he still remains super involved in the field, as I learned from our podcast pre-interview. I'll let him tell you more about all of that. So with that, welcome, Greg, and his sidekick, Brandon, who is an intern. But welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, I don't yeah, like the sidekick term. What, what, who is that? I don't know. I who's just, that cute you know. kid next to I mean, you? With that I mean, who's the one that does all the work? Brandon. Yes, there you go. Right. Brandon does everything. So, we're And where'd you find Brandon? So San Juan College is a two-year program here in Farmington, New Mexico. And Brandon is a, an intern. Yeah. He's good with technical stuff, thankfully. That's why we're here today, you know, that I'm not sure I could do it by myself. Well, thank oh. you, Brandon. Thank you for helping me out. It did take, I got to question that technical thing. It did take Brandon 20 minutes to connect on Zoom. Yeah, it would have taken an hour and 20 minutes. That's true. We wouldn't have had the podcast. (laughs) Think on the positive side, we're here. So where are you guys right now? Are you in a lab or where are you? Uh, We're speaking to you live from the uh, Gate Lab at the uh, Stan Strong facility in uh, Northwest New Mexico, which is also known as the garage. The garage. <laughs> the garage. Yeah. And what exactly do you guys do in this lab? Like, what are you working on? Well, so yesterday, you know, Brandon helped uh, us do a video of cutting apart a shoe. Now, uh, that might sound weird, but it's kind of cool to see this New Balance running shoe, like, split apart with the blade cutting it open. I mean, kind of action-packed. We think we might want to put music with it. You know I saying? like so, that. Yes. You know. But Greg, but, why are you cutting up shoes? Right. What's behind right? that story? Why cut up a shoe? What are you guys doing? Gosh, what do you learn from these popular shoes? These ones that you see, Colt shoes or whatever, you know, where they barefoot shoes, whatever brand. But this one we did, in, well, there was a New Balance. And it's just interesting to see how one is made so much differently than the other. Hmm. And uh, so that's kind of what we're doing is that with our force plate stuff is that we're looking to see, okay, so where is the abnormal pressure on the bottom of the foot? With CMT, you get a, a uniquely shaped foot and you get pressure points on the bottom that you don't always feel. Those can be a kind of a high risk area. So mm. what kind of shoes are best for people with CMT who have high arches? And then there are people who have flat arches. So what do you recommend? I know that's what I'm saying is that like, it's kind of hard to recommend, especially cutting these things apart. Is that you need cushion if you have a high arch foot or that classic cavus, you know, like a, like a cave of the arch, you can drive a truck under it. That doesn't absorb shock. You know what I'm saying? So you get it. Right. I wear a lot of these Hoka shoes that was running shoes. I do too. I have multiple pair of and, those. Uh, those work for me. That they work well also for my own foot drop. You know what I'm saying? Cause huh. I don't want to wear an AFO or I don't like AFOs or whatever, but with the rocker bottom, you can, postpone a lot of the AFOs. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. So the Hoka's, yeah. And yeah. what and height like do you get? Do you get the really high ones? Because do you think that destabilizes you? I know Johan's life has changed since he's worn Hoka's. Yeah, I mean, the, Ooh, I like where it throws you forward, but sometimes like in a closed environment, like if we were at a cocktail party or something like that, I mean, I mean, I'd have to stand close to Brandon because otherwise it would look like I'm drunk or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, I have a question on, it's just something that hit me here. You're cutting up that shoe and you said it's interesting to see where are the areas of the shoe that may affect someone the most. So could someone go in and try a pair of shoes and feel great in the store and walk around, but then a week later, it's hitting these pressure points that they don't know right away? I think the short answer is yes. Have you heard of memory foam? Like they make yeah. practices out of and yeah. some of the shoe insoles have memory foam in them. Memory foam is nice because it bottoms out in the sense that if there is high pressure, the idea is kind of supposed to make a little pocket, like a little 
area of less pressure for that bone that's sticking out the bottom of your foot. And uh, mm. we find though is that if it's really severe, then like you said, like a week later, then that thing's bottomed out and you're like, gee, they were comfortable in the store. But that must have been why they were on sale for $39 or whatever. So, Greg, you have CMT, is that right? Yeah, my uh, brother has it. My, the, my mom had it. A couple of our kids have it. So, yeah, it's been a family thing. When I was in undergraduate, we did a thing with a geneticist because it was my mom's family from North Carolina that had it strongly. And the geneticist at the University of Colorado at that time was saying there was some thought that it had to do with the small mountain town thing. I mean, I don't want to say inbreeding, but that's kind of what it was, you know what I'm saying, in the sense that, that there's a limited genetic pool. So his thought was that it could start that way. I've never heard that since, so I don't know if that has any truth or not. But that has given you valuable insight into CMT, the CMT foot, and why did you decide to become a podiatrist? My mom had uh, gone to a, back when uh, she was in high school, it was a residential hospital. And uh, she spent, I think, like three months there, whatever, and had this high arch surgery done when uh, it was a place, you know, that they would stay and she got to know all the, I think it was like Catholic nuns or something like that, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, uh, you know, they turned into an orthopedic hospital later as part of the Shriners. It was uh, nice that they were able to train these young foot and ankle surgeons. They had this opportunity. So she had quite a few surgeries on her feet and ankles, uh, lower leg, this kind of stuff, innovative stuff for the time. When was that? 1940s, whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile, her foot was left very short and she was very rigid and uh, still had a lot of pressure points on the bottom. So anyway, that's, it's that kind of stuff that, like, I didn't even know what podiatrists were, right, when I was in undergrad, right. that I was going to be an, either an architect or an orthodontist or something like that. And so the idea of that there was a profession where you could work on feet, but also do this, like, reconstruction stuff, I mean, that's cool. That's why I enjoyed doing surgery. Now, I feel like in a lot of ways, what my calling is more about this whole thing about offloading, about prevention, about helping people walk more uh, like a shoe insole. You mentioned the stands from arch support that sticks to your foot. There's something that offloads or helps to take weight and pressure off of these calluses on the bottom of the foot that a lot of us with CMT have. So you're really, it sounds like, exploring and doing research in the area to, to treat CMT in the absence of getting surgery, not just going from point A to point B being surgery, but what's the interim? I salute people that do a high arch foot surgery. It's a real art form, and but I'm sure that it isn't always a singular operation that, that cures everything. A lot of times you have to do multiple operations. And then even then, maybe there is one toe that Brandon and I were trying to figure out. But then on the one image, it shows, I think on the left foot, that the third toe has a lot of pressure pushing down. But why is that? And then how do we offload that? Or then how do we get the other toes to even out some of the pressure? So it's little surprises like that that you don't necessarily, when you look at the toe, it's not like, oh my gosh, that thing looks like it bears twice the weight of the other toes. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, there's enough whatever elasticity to the tissues, let's say, so that the pressure doesn't cause, hopefully, any kind of an open sore and ulceration, those kind of things that are tough to heal and easy to infect and stuff like that. Yeah. So real quick, I think about what you're working on now. Like, do you ever give feedback to say new balance? Is there a path or an avenue to provide that type of feedback from your research to these these companies that manufacture these shoes? Probably. So far, what we've been doing is working like through LinkedIn, for example, Got it. just through the footwear groups. There are some really good companies that do footwear research for these various. Yeah, I think that would be an awesome idea, especially with the CMT niche. Yeah. You know? 
just know, educating them with the research that you're doing, right? I would think they'd have a fond interest in that. But there's a lot of overlap between diabetic feet and feet with a charcuterie tooth. I mean, mm. the uh, neurological changes that occur in both make it where a lot of times you can't feel because of the nerves have gone crazy on you. And there's deformities that happen. There's ulcerations that happen. There's pressure that can occur. So what we're trying to do, I and mean, just kind of a selfish interest, is a preventative thing. Lizzo, I'm just thinking about yourself, right? Not yeah. that with CMT, but I think of how many shoes you have tried on and have gone through. And just where you think you have it right, you don't. So, Greg, here I am going to tell you a little story about myself that Chris knows and Yoan knows is that I keep ordering shoes from Zappos, hoping that they're going to work. And then I look at them. I'm like, oh, I'll try them on later because I have foot problems. And so the heel toe drop is very important to me because I have really tight Achilles. So if mm. it's like 10 millimeters, that's cool. But if it's eight, it might not feel good. Mm. And then my calves start hurting. But what I do is I don't return them because I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be able to wear them. And then I look, I'm like, oh, I definitely got to get rid of these. And then it's already past a year. So I have accumulated like 50 pairs of shoes that now I'm selling on eBay. And Oh, a shoe hoarder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel insecure about tons of shoes at my disposal. So that's a short word for it. Yeah, a shoe hoarder because I feel yes. like I'll never, I don't know. And I end up wearing the same shoes all the time. Why don't you send Brandon a few pair? Brandon, you can get yeah, a few. If we could turn this into some kind of a shoe drive for people with CMT, I'm saying because <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about the heel, the toe drop, and the tight Achilles and this kind of stuff is that there's a lot of misconceptions, in my opinion with what these high arch feet, especially, or tight feet, let's call them, have to do, like, in what kind of shoe is best, you know what I'm saying? And so it's one of those things where, I mean, 50 pairs of shoes, I mean, sounds actually about right in a lot of ways, Chris, you mm. know what I'm saying? Is it, mm. maybe Lizzo's got it right. Or that you, no, it's you too stressful. <laughs> it's too stressful. But then, do people with CMT, if they have high arches, like, my arches, unfortunately, have, like, flattened out. And I used to be a size 10 woman. Now I'm a size 12 woman and a oh. size 11 men. And I have monster fee and I'm not comfortable in everything. And it's a real problem. You, you Can I just say one thing? Lizzo is targeting selling her shoes to the NBA. And she is not a size <laughs> 11. She's like a size 18. So well, she was talking about shoe sizes. Yeah, exactly. Well, monster so. fee might make a good podcast, actually. Yeah, I'm writing that down now so I can remember. <laughs> So seriously, though, coming back to shoes for people with CMT, polkas are the best? I think that uh, the extra cushion can't do much wrong. And polkas, when they first came out, had lousy support. Kind of like you're saying, that you're sitting up on a three-inch platform and no lateral support. But if you ever get off kilter, I mean, good luck catching yeah, yourself. Through. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's really studied much the fall risk like in CMT, but that might be something that... Brandon and I have to look at in the sense that, that with ultras are a little lower than okas, they seem to have good cushion. And classically, you talk about the heel counter or the, like a lot of times there's a plastic heel seat that goes around the back of the heel that can help to control the foot on top of the shoe so that it doesn't sprain your ankle or if you have flat feet or like Liz was talking about that her arch is flattening out and foot's becoming longer. That normally associated with that is some side to side deviation and some lateral breakdown where the, where the foot will try to Hmm. go side to side on it. So I think that's where you can go too far the other way. You say, oh, well, the orthopedic, whatever shoe specialist said that I need to be in a shoe that gives me a lot of control. It really locks me up good. But the problem is that a lot of times you'll lose, that you'll sacrifice a lot of 
shock absorption for that stability. Huh. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like two it ends does. of the spectrum where you have stability on the one end and shock absorption on the other. Hmm. So how do you figure I, it out? If you have CMT, how do you figure out right. shoes? Without yes, so, I mean, that's why, as much as I love Zappos and this whole idea of that they have the easy return policy and all that, is that there's nothing like going in and having shoes tried on, that even if it's at a, one of those discount places. I mean, at least you get to try them on and walk around the store a little bit. I was so, just, I just had this thought, like I walk in to buy sneakers and you're the salesperson, right? I mean, a company would benefit from you being on the shop floor selling shoes to folks. Think of the education they would get. It applied for Pretty a good at- it's, it's a good 10 cents over the minimum hourly wage, too. So <laughs> I think that could be a new career path. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like your next move here, your next milestone. So just thinking, Greg, uh, listener to the podcast that has CMT. So tell us a bit more about exactly what you do. And maybe why I would want to reach out to you. Like, give us a little bit more detail on what you're working on and how that relates to someone with CMT who may be listening to the podcast. If there's anybody that would consider traveling to Northwest New Mexico to have their feet scanned on our pressure plate, that would be amazing to add to the repository of gate analysis information that we're trying to accumulate with Charcoal Marie Tooth being able to document kind of like we had done with early MRI studies of the calf where showing how there's fatty replacement within the muscle tissue is when you do cross sections across the calf muscles with CMT. What we're doing is trying to show or just at this point even document. I mean, okay, the commercial people say, oh, you're just there to sell stand strong. I mean, it's really more about trying to take pressure off the bottom of the foot. You know I'm saying? We just happen to have a gel that sticks to the bottom of the foot so that they have, like, random just... Or is that them right there? Is that the sense from? the bottom of the foot so that when you uh, have them on, it, they stick on the foot oh. the shoe. And then that way, you wash them at night, and then they're good to wear the next day. And as the foot changes, the CMT will change it, the pregnant, the feet change. Lizzo, have you turned 35 yet? Just you know, barely. Uh, just this last December. Oh, okay. yeah. So you'll find your feet will start to change as you get over that age. And we're just trying to figure out a document, which is kind of fun. You know what I'm saying we're trying to help Brandon out. The publisher perish, the college says. And so don't stick to the bottom of your foot. Is that what I just it, saw? Exactly. Yeah. It's a proprietary gel. that. Uh, it's a gel. Uh, and how thick is that gel? That's part of the whole patented thing. It depends on the size. This particular one. Oh, that's uh, it. Wow. Right. Thank you. Wonder, that's a medium. I think that we're only uh-huh. currently selling to women and we're only doing three sizes. There's two versions. There's a, a zebra version that uh, here for sports that have more athletic type thing because it, yeah. it sticks more strongly. That the pink one, we actually consider more of a medical thing. We're probably, uh, I don't know, Brandon might disagree, but the people with CMT typically will start with a pink one because they want to try to offload, take the pressure off sore spots. To where if you're somebody like a marathon runner, you might want to start with the zebra ones because hmm. right away you're going to be out saying, dang, I you know, have more elasticity. When I, when I run, I feel more shock absorption. I don't know what you feel when you put them on. But for me, it's just like I feel like there's this weird balance between cushion and balance and this whole thing about kind of like stability. What it does, it kind of asks your ankle to find the center part of your foot. Interesting. We'll have to show you on that studies, how it shows you where the center of mass is. Yeah, so Greg, why don't you make a unisex version instead of having just a female version? 
how we ha have the computer drawings for a men's line, one for an athletic line. Uh, we'd like to, we're working with a, a, a venture capital firm on doing a, a computer design one that would be a custom one. And oh. we're just, we're an early startup and we're trying, there's a woman-owned company that benefits women and stands strong as trademarked as well as a stand clean. Stand clean refers to not only the soap that cleans the gel off, comes in that bottle. Oh, thank you. Oh. And so this is a, a proprietary soap to clean them every night so that they get sticky oh. again and the next morning. Even comes with this little pink puff in case there's dog hair on it or, or cat hair. Just hairless cats, so she doesn't yeah, worry about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trying to tee it up so she could do the plug for the hairless cats. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, do you want to be a podiatrist? I'm more in like the physical therapy side. Of okay. So what have you learned about CMT not to put you on the spot or anything from working with um, Dr. Greg here? I've actually learned quite a bit working alongside Dr. Greg about CMT. When I first started, I didn't even know what CMT was. I didn't know what it was. And so now it's honestly, I don't, I believe more people should know about it. It's mm -hmm. people heavily and greatly. CMT, I don't know, it's weird to explain. Gratefully, uh, he has been super helpful. Uh, we've been using like uh, these force plate images we're using uh, the Nordic walking poles. Uh, I think mm -hmm. Elizabeth knows I've been cranking with those for a while. And uh, so you can really change. It's fun to be able to document how they really do affect the weight shift as well as where the pressure points are in the bottom of the foot. And I've been singing the praises for the poles for years about the spine, my scoliosis and all this kind of stuff. And so Brandon's been super helpful in trying to help with all that. Yeah, that's and, awesome. So Greg, it's, getting to the emotional part of having CMT, how do you feel about, I know, I almost wonder if you, and this is just conjecture, you delve into this world of CMT and feed and all this research you've done and pole walking, you've done so much for the community, sort of to get your mind off that you have CMT and you're going to be helpful for people. So you don't have to, it's just a way of dealing with it. Is it a coping mechanism in a way? Spoken like a true life coach, probably. <laughs> You know what I'm saying is that my undergraduate is in psychology. I always prided myself as a podiatrist, as a clinical surgeon, whatever, about being able to read people's minds. No, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of the same thing, is that where you've got to continue uh, helping the community in whatever way possible. Yeah, that's great. With the CMTA, it's uh, interesting that you guys are this whole international reach. I mean, it seems like the world has become smaller now in the advent of uh, things like PubMed and these uh, Google academic searches, these kind of things where you can uh, reach out to scholarly articles where people write things about sharp and tooth, about things that they're doing for high arch feet and uh, progressive nerve disorders and how all this stuff starts to bleed together. And it's been super energizing for me and especially having young people like Brandon around. Yeah, it makes me think about your commitment and dedication to this field. I'm just thinking what you just showed us in terms of the product, the Stand Strong Arch Support. It's not like you wake up one morning and you manufacture that in one day, right? I'm sure it's taken multiple versions and testing, and maybe you're still not satisfied where you are and you're looking at other opportunities to expand it, but that takes a lot of effort, right, and commitment. Oh my gosh, yeah, this whole idea of the 3D printing of the molds and yeah. that kind of stuff that... Our hope is that you know, there's a lot of handheld scanners that you can do with a phone. Like, the most of them are written for iPhone and not so much Androids for whatever reason. But these handheld scanners, iPads, that kind of stuff that you can capture pretty decent 3D resolution at the bottom of a foot. What would be super cool is I would like imagine if we could do like scanning your foot today 
and then do it like every six months into the future or something like that. Mm, yeah. So we document what's happening with the changes on CMT, the, you know, that kind of stuff. And the cool thing too, Chris, is that then what you're doing is you're able to translate that 3D scan into a 3D printed mold. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? And so basically what's happening is you're creating a custom foot orthotic from a computerized scan. So instead of having to stick your foot in a box of foam or taking a plaster mold of your foot, you're using 3D. It's an infrared that how do they actually scan the bottom foot? I don't know. Um, some kind of uh, digitize it so that you're coming up with a uh, computerized image of the bottom of the foot. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could match, if you could match the technology to stay in pace with the progression of CMT, that'd be pretty cool. Where you're, you've got that history, and then you're, you could be looking, say, on that progression, maybe two years from now, where potentially those pressure points are, and you're already in the development for those situations. That'd be cool. My goal, and we'll see how this all plays out, is that. I told you that we started this thing back in the late 90s. My next door neighbor was a radiologist who had bought one of these uh, MRIs that when they first came out with those units where they stick your leg down in them and you could do it from the knee down and capture. So you could do a weight bearing, quite innovative for the time in the late 90s. So anyway, that he was having trouble booking his schedule with this thing because not a lot of people knew about it. And so I had this bright idea, let's do CMT scans. And so that we hooked up with this radiologist up at the University of Colorado. And so the three of us wrote this article on uh, how to evaluate this thing. And so my goal is if we could tie this in with this plantar research. Have you heard that term plantar or planter? People say, I got to planters. It's the bottom of the foot. P-L-A-N-T-A-R. Plantar means the bottom of the foot. Chris thought you were talking about peanuts. Yeah. It's planters, one of those peanuts. P words. I'm Every time hungry. I bring up the P word, it's yeah, I'm getting hungry now. Take <laughs> it's, it's like makes me want to have those Carolina peanuts where you cook them in a, where you steam them in the broth from the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so got track. us off track here. Here we go. <laughs> now the rest of the episode is about food. Here we go. <laughs> Greg, what have you done to your own feet to manage your CMT? Let's see. I had surgery on both of them already, multiple ones, but two major ones. One, a multiple hour out of body experience kind of thing. Yeah. Different kinds of orthotics. I mean, that's how I got started into this whole orthotic thing, right? Because they've had this gel that sticks to the skin for some number of years in one form or another. It initially was used to line the inside of a, like ankle splints with that kind of stuff. And then we started using it, sticking it directly to the skin. But then you run into this technical issue of how do you keep it clean enough where it'll stay sticking to the skin or if your feet perspire a lot or certain things like that where maybe you got dry skin or whatever skin condition that where heaven forbid you got dry skin on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, waiting for you to say my feet are a little dry. And then I was going to say, you should try the new stand clean foot cleaner <laughs> guaranteed to help you 100%. <laughs> So I just typed in Stan Strong Arch and up comes oh. StanStrongArch.com. That's your oh site? Yeah, does it have my picture on it? I don't know. I'm just trying to think for our listeners. Yeah, like, I hope it's not, got everything. You can buy now. Been... Yeah, buy now, get the facts, oh, and my. get all your information there. So StanStrongArch.com, folks. Now, we got to make sure that there's links on there to bring more of it. I think there's this section on there what the doctor ordered and what i'd like to see us do is to create a better list of let's say socks for cmt mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff because there's a couple of brands like photo that i really like 
We should put together a list, maybe. Of, does the CMTA publish anything like that? We will. Pop, I mean, that would be a really good idea because I know in the past you've done a lot of presentations and the information that you have. Remember that? So you reminded me of that conference in Florida. You had like 92 slides of CMT mm. stuff and all this foot stuff and the wealth of information that you presented like, like in milliseconds. It was just like so much that people could really use like Dr. Jill's foot things and this and that and everything for the foot, everything. Yeah, we were trying like an experiment in uh, neuroplasticity to see if we flashed each of those 92 slides for five nanoseconds. How how much do they get out of it? And it was interesting because I think we had time for one question and then you came up to the stage and threw me off, basically. (laughs) I took a cane and I went... No, this site is very, very comprehensive. We're oh, not talking I, about this product just for those with CMT. I mean, this is pretty amazing what you have on this site, actually. What we're trying to do, Chris, is to boil this stuff down. I mean, when you start looking back at what the, they've talked about, there's two columns to the foot that I'd love to be able to show this to you. Where sure. There's an outside and an inside of the foot that's kind of fallen off the radar. When you go back to the literature of the 1700s, I mean, you know, they didn't really start publishing stuff until the 1800s. But you, know, you start reading this thing, and that was one of the first things people look at. You cut all the muscle off the bones. It's like, well, gee, this thing breaks in half. I right. mean, that's, you know, today, that's, I mean, that the architecture of the foot really hasn't changed that much in however many hundreds of thousands of years, probably. But, you know, so anyway, so my thought is that let's start trying to reinvent some of this stuff. Well, cuboid pad was one of Dr. Scholl's first patents. A cuboid is a, like you might think, a square bone, a cube-shaped bone on the outside of the foot that is considered a, a keystone of the arch. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard that term, keystone, other than a place you're supposed to go ski, but the... <laughs> Yeah. Keystone? <laughs> but Keystone means... I got it. So it's kind of like where the bridge abutments uh, meet in the middle. Does that, does that make sense here? How, yeah, you know, actually, and on your site, you actually refer to the cuboid comfort zone here. Oh. That's a great diagram there. Oh, well, then thank you. It's, like, it's very gratifying you know, that we get a lot of feedback about our site. Most of it is people who uh, say that it's hard to navigate, that this kind of stuff. So thank you so much. We're, no, you know, we're I like constantly it. in a state of evolution and trying to make it where it's... a uh, more accessible and friendly Mm -hmm. to those who are just into the new world of CMT and uh, feet. Yeah, I think if you put Brandon's picture on there, you get a lot of traffic. There's a new market. Brandon's in charge of the podcast, and he's in charge of about 800 million followers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a full-time job right there, gosh. No, we're just starting our podcast. You know, what we're trying to do is to, now that we've got this gateway, we've got this great uh, way of being able to bring in like biomechanics people, PhDs, who mm-hmm. know uh, way a lot more about gait than me. And so uh, they can help us look at people who are walking on this kind of stuff and trying to give us their opinion. And so super helpful p- for people. You know what I'm saying? We've been really uh, grateful for our support from San Juan College and being able to provide students. So, yeah, Greg, I I, I, go ahead, I'm sorry. I just no, still am trying to figure out how your research is going to benefit people with CMT. And I guess it kind of ties in, Lizzo, what I was thinking too, like for Greg, is if you had to fast forward the next 10 years, what do things look like from your perspective in terms of what you're working on, et cetera? Tying back to Lizzo's question, what do you hope to accomplish the next 10 years? I wish that I could just flippantly tell you that. We're going to do this in three years. I feel like this has been such a realization of a dream. We want to continue our path of publishing and uh, trying to create academic research. And part of it is uh, 
we're in a little bit of an isolated location. And what we're doing is a lot of interesting stuff, more about barefoot things. There's a whole sect of uh, native runners that uh, would do things barefoot. And there's a podiatrist who tell people CMT to never walk without shoes. Oh my gosh, protect your feet at all costs because you could step on a pen and not feel it. This kind mm. of stuff. What if you could be in a protected environment where you actually start to stimulate the foot, the, the sole of the foot, the, the nerves of the foot, these kind of things, so that you're walking on, I don't know if you've heard of this barefoot movement, but where uh, apparently, yeah, I have it on good authority, that there's some kind of electrical charge in the earth, I guess, you stand barefoot on naked ground or whatever. That, have you ever heard of this, like on grass or whatever, that apparently it helps with all kinds of things, you know what I'm saying? And it sounds a little bit like whatever, witchcraft or something, but I kind of enjoy this idea that, you know, we keep our feet ensconced in these shoes, mm. you know, except I keep mine right by my bedside so I can uh, put my shoes on right as soon as I get up in the morning, whatever. But what if instead there was a, a, a defined purpose, a certain period of time where you've got your feet barefoot? And so this is where I hope this is answering your question, Elizabeth, as far as uh, you know, where we're going with this thing is that I think that this is all part of what we're doing with a mission with the Stansfrong Arch as well. Is that, So we're kind of riding multiple horses. And I think with the CMT, what we're doing is we're trying to get the word out to the message out. And some of this, thankfully, is generic enough that it can be applied to multiple disciplines. You know I'm saying mm, is, yeah. you know, a pressure under the fifth metatarsal head can be from the charcuterie tooth or that pressure on the outside of the foot right behind the baby toe can also be from diabetes, can be from all kinds of things. So, so, so don't you feel so, like we have to just go out and accomplish something, invent something? I, absolutely. I feel like I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yep. where we feel like this whole thing about, I'm so fascinated with this whole thing about this computerized technology, about mm. being able to transfer some of this manufacturing to, I mean, whether it be robotic or just even just using some of the technology so as to make it easier to create, people call them insoles. I mean, to me, an insole is something that goes in the shoe. So something that sticks to your foot, is that still an insole? I guess that's a question for another podcast. I want to thank you both for all this wealth of information that you've given that's us. Awesome. And I just, I have you seen those three D printer, Chris's? Yeah, Chris's. Chris. Chris's. Just me here, Chris, <laughs> not Chris's. Chris has his own three D printer brand line. Yeah, thanks for seeing that up. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, a friend, a friend of mine has a three D printer. It's pretty amazing to watch. He those. makes me earrings. He makes me yeah. these things. It's just amazing. I can see you making yourself orthotics after well, scanning your feet. Brandon, uh, just real quick, has got us hooked up yeah. with the so these national labs here in New Mexico, uh, Los Alamos mm -hmm. Labs, Oppenheimer, this kind of stuff. That these labs are still very much going and and get huge government funding for these exact kind of projects. Wow! Yeah. And so what we're hoping is that we can use that as a CMT thing, saying so that we could we can actually do customized. I mean, what we got to do is figure out. I mean, how do we get the scanner to the that uh, Jonah Berger. I mean, I don't know. I mean, does he yeah. fly here? Do we mail it to him? Whether we got to be able to get something with, maybe it's just an app on his phone or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So many ideas, so many yeah. ways. I think Brandon, it will be easier to connect busy. given technology too, right? The advancement of technology, it's just so rapid. It'll be pretty interesting to see where things go and what those applications are. Chris, I am so grateful that you are very much interested in this because this is such a passionate mind. So thanks. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm learning every day. So at the American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeons, we're, we're like we're going to Tampa uh, here in two weeks for their uh, annual uh, foot surgery conference. But the theme is lifelong learners. There you go. I guess we could do ten year goals. I mean, maybe we should. They like I used to do ten year goals. I don't. know. They became much shorter. They became like, let's have fun today. 
Yeah. It's just always I'm thinking, what's the vision, right? I mean, you have a vision. You're continuing on. It's not like you're giving up this research. You're exhausting all options and opportunities. And I think it's fantastic. I'm interested when you launch the Stand Strong 2. So, The 2 is the men's version? Oh, I don't know. Hey, it's up to you. Uh, I don't know. Because this is like uh, number 222 that we're on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should put that in there. The Stand Strong Arch, number 222. (laughs) Next year, 221. Coming out. Brandon and I were having a discussion about how to make yourself, let's see, what was the word, Brandon? Not dysfunctional. How to make yourself, (laughs) uh, let's see, not particularly useful where my vision for Stand Strong is to make it where it's already a woman-owned company. So that part is a success. Joanna Tensio owns the company and Santine benefits women that are coming out of trouble. To me, that by itself is already a home run. And so now we get people like Brandon who are here to take over, like you said, that the pace of technology is so fast that certainly one person is not going to be able to keep up with it. And so the more we can create a team of people like this that can kind of shepherd this uh, whole technology onto the next generation. I mean, much as I'd like to say that this is the final iteration, this is the right. end goal, stick on our support. I mean, I think we all know that there's more to it than that. And yeah. so that's, hey, that's a good thing. Yeah. You guys are a great team. I'm watching like Brandon's face as you speak, and it must be so much fun, Brandon, working with Greg, right? It's just got to be a great, really exciting internship. So I don't know how I'm going to go back to a normal job after this. I I mean, you're learning so much and working with the great, you guys, obviously, you can see the connection that you guys have. I think it's awesome. Just keep him on track, Brandon, because he has so many ideas. That's the thing. His mind just goes in all directions, right? You have so many great ideas. How do you choose just one or two? Oh, I think that we should talk about that real quick before we close about ADHD and CMT. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lizzo, should we move on to the crazy questions? Because I know we're getting short on time here. Yeah. Would you like to start? All right. What would you pick for your last meal ever? Sushi. Caterpillar roll from Sumo's local town. Local Caterpillar roll. Okay. Nice. Uh, A meatball bolognese. (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing like good Italian food. Amigo. There you go. All okay. Right. And the last question, Brandon, I'll start with you. What is your favorite word? Do you have one? Word. Onomatopoeia. I like okay. that. One. I like that. And what about you, Greg? Oh, uh, we were talking earlier about pantalones. Uh, <laughs> that I like to say that I'm bilingual, but uh, pantalones is one of those words that we all pretty much know, whether it's any <laughs> Spanish or not. But there's a new brand of tequila called pantalones. And I think that could be helpful for my CMT. Oh, that's perfect. Does that mean foot? Pantalones. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. I, I take my pantalones off one foot at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, listen, that is a wrap. That was very incredible, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. So, folks, you guys are the best. Well, thank you very much. You guys are a lot of fun. And to our listeners, so don't forget to follow us all on our social media platforms. We are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc., etc. And check out all our episodes on our pod page website. I hate saying this, www.podpage.com slash CMT for me. CMT, the number for me. Leave us a review on pod page, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's right. And we're always looking for new podcast guests. So if you'd like to tell your story on CMT for me podcast, 
Either write to us at info at cmtausa.org and pitch your idea or fill out our inquiry form on cmtausa.org. There you go. And lastly, we have a phone line. We got a phone line. We got a phone line that you can leave us. Do a not message. call me. Call Lizzo. <laughs> Don't call me. Call this line 941 231 1352 and leave us a message. Tell us if you want to be on our podcast and why. 941 231 1352. Just had to say it one more time. That's right. Bro, gotta go. I like that, bro. Gotta go. <laughs> Adios, Lizzo. Till next time, folks. Thank y'all. Thank. Oh, y'all. Oh, now she throws now a subtle y'all. thing in there. Y'all. Y'all. Oh, wow. <laughs>